swords with candle art to spark souls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elder scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to ever clue keeps the exit gamer news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, Yes, y'all. What is Control Issues? I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars, give us your all. You can go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos every so often. And you can also check out Twitter. My control issues is the handle there. So handle that. AMC, what's on your mind? Uh, well, I got, I got trouble on my mind. I got, I got, <laughs> I got loving on my mind. No. There you go. There you uh, go. <laughs> no, I got, I got goodness on my mind. It was, um, we got some, we got some great announcements this week. I mean, Ridiculous. We, re- we released last week's episode discussing the um, postponement of the PS5 event without a future date in mind. And by the next recording, we've already had the event and we've seen everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. Hey, Dub, how are you doing? I'm in a great place right now. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to tell everybody at home all about it. Yes, about, about it. But hey, Dub, what have you been playing? Well, honestly, not much of anything. I've just been focusing on working out steadily. Uh, I enrolled in a figure drawing workshop online. That's going really well. Every now and then I bust out the laptop, play a little more pathway. I maxed out my three characters that I like to play with. I've started to get the achievements necessary to get like rank four weapons. I think the highest I've ever seen drop was rank three. So seeing how that's going, I'm playing things on higher difficulties. I've unlocked the third adventure, the third of five. So I guess I'm nearing the halfway point of the game. Uh, I just learned that everything that you purchase in the character select menu is a permanent increase. So realize I've been saving my money for nothing. Uh, yeah, I completely expanded my my inventory on the Jeep. So instead of 10 slots, I now have 30 slots. Then I found out I could expand my maximum, you know, my maximum storage capacity for fuel as well as supplies and ammunition. So I've been expanding those as well. Um, bumping up the difficulty a little bit more, just trying to get better drops before I push further into the game. And I'm also going to be breaking in the other characters that are in my roster. So if I ever find myself in a situation where I don't have the characters I want to play with, at least the characters I'm left to play with will be up to snuff for the task. All in all, just having a blast with it. I think Steam says I've put in close to 20 hours at this point and Mm. just enjoying the hell out of it. Mm. 
But AMC, mm. what have you been playing? Mm. Yes, um, putting in that work on that Octopath Traveler, trying to beat it. Uh, at this point, I have beaten, I've taken down the final chapters of three characters, which leaves five to go. Um, they're not lengthy, but it does take a little bit of work to get through these final chapters, and they're all just coming to these incredible crescendos. Um, I, I, I'm the story arcs of each character plays out very well, and I'm I'm enjoying that bit. They've kind of thrown some things that I've just not come to expect of one a game of this look because it has that retro look, but then so when you compare it to its predecessors, they're just things that maybe the hardware didn't allow for or just uh they just didn't think to put it in there but so uh what's pretty cool is each of the characters they don't have their their stories are um self-contained so they don't connect at all as far as like there's no major big bad there's no kefka um uh, there's no sephiroth that they're all working their way towards to take down it's literally they have their own self-contained stories they all meet up (laughs) and they push through together as a unit but as you're playing out like say the chapter of that character when it goes into a cutscene cutscene it's just that character now what they do to um i guess have them set up some chemistry between your teammates is every now and then you'll get a prompt and it says like banter and then it'll show the characters it'll go into this oh, this separate cutscene where the characters have a little bit of dialogue so you get to see their personalities interact with one another so there, there's that little bit but what i really enjoyed about this game is that i beat one of the characters storylines and there was this um like a side character that was kind of your enemy but uh ends up becoming your mentor slash your motivation. Um, He just pushes you forward by insulting, the guy pushes you forward by insulting you and then eventually you end up on on each other's good side. Um, And and Negging you along. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's like, he's treating me like that hot piece too. And um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I played through the final chapter of the character and then I'm out in the world doing another character's final chapter, so I'm going to their area. And in that area, I run into that side character, and then it just goes into its own little, like, story cutscene. And it basically, at the end of it, then just lets me know that, oh, you have a side quest epilogue for the side character that you can play through. Like, you have to basically find them in the world, and you get to see where their story um, continues from the final chapter of the game. So it's oh, like wow. something I've never seen. Like they're actually putting, and they had said like they put effort into like building out this world, the NPCs you can, with some characters, summon an NPC to fight for your team. So the NPCs aren't just part of the world. They're, or they're not just like filler in the world. They're actually part of the world and um, hold a space. And it's really interesting to see a side character just get their own story content, even if you're not playing with them. If um, you were very interested in that storyline, you could now see that story play out. So I'm, I'm even more curious to see how, um, what other side content they throw in there that isn't necessarily laid out for you in the tutorial or in, or in the early sections of the game. So it's just that little bit of detail that I'm, I'm loving that they're just taking this RPG to the next level. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, a dub. I, I don't have to talk anymore about Oxfly Traveler because I've been talking about it. So let's talk about the future, a dub. A dub, the future is now. So it would seem. <laughs> so the first topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Oh, it happened, A-Dub. You want to lay it out? Oh, at long last. <laughs> at long last. Sony, uh, this week, this past week, they not only hit us with date, they soon thereafter hit us with the presentation that we've all been waiting for, June 11th, the PS5 reveal event. We got to see the next generation of games on Sony's platform, and we also got to see the platform itself as well as what looks like a little family of hardware, AMC overall. How did you feel about what was shown? I'm hard-pressed to find a better conference um, (laughs) that I've seen. I mean, obviously, there's recency bias, and I can't remember every conference just because my memory is just shit at this point. I just smoked it all away, but it's nothing but baby pictures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as, as far as I can remember, I've, I've just never seen like hit for hit banger for banger track for track line for line. Just everything was right. Even, even the things I wasn't interested in, I was interested in. Um, uh, I believe I said the previous week, a successful conference is one that, um, can at least get you to walk away with at least one game that you would consider buying. And this one was so good that I was definitely not considering buying the PS5 day one. It was not, it was just a matter of when I was going to buy it within that first year or even just go that first year and then buy it like in the holiday of the next year. Um, But seeing all these games and some of these, um, these dates that they gave with the games just made me think like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit out that long because there's just going to be too many games that I'm going to be missing out on, especially next gen games. So yeah. um, I would say overall, just a complete success for Sony and their entire team. A-Dub, how'd you feel? I mean, I could definitely sympathize with your feelings there. I was also in the camp where I was still a little burned by the whole PS4 pro situation. So my move was to try to wait for as long as possible to see if there's going to be a PS5 Pro or something down the line. However, after what they showed at that presentation, like I'm I'm not day one still, but I'm closer to like all right, somewhere between when this game comes out and when this other game comes out, I'm gonna have to get one because it's just it's just a necess- necessary decision. They came out swinging. It was an excellent show. I think there were only like a handful of games that I wasn't interested in. I don't recall any presentation from any year of E3 that was as content-rich as this presentation was. I was thoroughly pleased by what Sony laid out. Yes. um, You know what? Instead of burying the lead, let's just get right to it. Um, Everybody been speculating that they were going to show the hardware there are people some people would have considered this event a complete and utter disaster and failure for sony (laughs) if they didn't show off the hardware well adub we got the hardware um where we got the hardware (laughs) where were how did you feel what 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 ran through your veins (laughs) what was going on when you saw the hardware well i was completely taken by surprise because it is a very very exotic design 
for a console. I haven't seen anything like this for a box. Uh, for those at home who probably haven't seen it yet, the closest thing I can describe it as is looking very similar to a PSVR headset. So it's the same color scheme, like the same. It's like got this smooth black bar in the middle that curves around ones that curves around the sides. And then it's got these like, it's sandwiched between these white rectangles. It's got this blue light glowing on either side. So, you know, it's, it looks cool, man. It looks like they decided, Hey, let's just, let's just give them something a little sexier than usual. <laughs> let's put the sexy on them for next gen. I, if you've seen the, the dual sense controller, then the console looks like, a perfect marriage to that design aesthetic. So, you know, a lot of people have described it as looking like a one of them routers that they give you with your internet service. <laughs> I heard somebody describe it as looking like a, was it the BMW i8, whatever the... the yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, non- the i8 Vision Dynamics. Mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, it it almost looked like if somebody were to say, hey, we need a console, like we're filming a movie and it's, hey, we need a console that looks like it's made in the future. Uh, what can we do? But not in a bad way. Because um, sometimes when they say like, hey, let's make something that looks futuristic, it ends up looking somewhat uh, tacky. This one, I think like it's usually I mean, silver. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's it's With sharp edges. <laughs> uh, but this one, I felt like it looked sleek, as you said. Um, it actually made me enjoy. Like I, when I first saw the controller, I was like, "What is this?" Just because of the <laughs> angle I saw it, like the buttons didn't look like they popped out. There's a lot going on. Um, but then once I saw the console next to the controller, I was like, "Oh, this is all." I'm seeing the full picture, and I am enjoying it. Um, I wouldn't quite say it's at that level of um, like Apple when they were just all white with everything, like just yeah. had that 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 clean, like almost sterile look. Just um, had that long running white party going. Yeah, exactly. Like one of one of Puff Daddy's white parties. This that, uh, is the music device a doctor would listen to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely a fan of the hardware. I love the way it looks. Um, I didn't even realize it until you pointed it out because they didn't show it to scale. But um, yeah, you did, you pointed out the, the size of the console once they they did the comparison. It's fucking huge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way to put that. It's, it's, it's enormous. No, it's no joke. It looks sexy and like the way. And now that we're talking about its relative size, I can see what they did design wise to try to slim it down and make it look like it's a it's less of a space consumptive object than it is um so actually you know what sticking with the hardware on top of that we also got the announcement of a digital version adub absolutely <laughs> a, one of adub's longest predictions coming true I, I knew within i knew since ps3 that within a couple console generations we were gonna at least be getting the option for a console with no optical drive at launch and here it is. Sony is they're they're listening to the people. They're paying attention to the numbers. According to Sony, a majority of their customers are buying games digital, so it only makes sense for them to offer a digital only solution for the next gen of gaming. Do you think uh, the brick and mortars will refuse to sell the digital version? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Somebody's going to push back. Like GameStop's <laughs> probably going to push back. 
GameStop's definitely going to push back. They're going to sell you a used PS5 digital version day one. <laughs> exactly. Um, they're going to yeah. mark up all the prices. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to open up, open up the box and lick it. <laughs> and like, oh, you want a month of PS Plus? That's 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> one month. They're going to crumple it up and throw it on the ground as they give it to you. <laughs> Like yeah. going to back and wipe their balls on the box. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one because I've literally only bought and um, only purchased digital games, at least for the PS4. Uh, Switch has been a little different. My recent purchases on the Switch have been um, digital, but I actually have actually a lot of um, physical copies of uh, of those games. But PS PlayStation, I, I believe after year maybe like two or three, I stopped buying hard hard copies of the game. So it's interesting because a part of me still feels like, but what if I want to watch a Blu-ray or something like that? That's so, where I'm at. It's yeah. got an ultra HD 4K Blu-ray player in it. So it's kind of foolish not to get that. Yeah. I mean, and that was always like the selling point going back to what the PS2 is like, hey, you can you can watch it on this. So it's like, why not get something that's multifaceted? So I'm still leaning towards getting it. Um, we don't know the prices, if I'm correct. So at this point, still a mystery. Yeah. Like the, the price difference would have to be would have to be an it would have to be something a gap wide enough where I would actually have to consider it. But if it's somewhat close, like 50 bucks, I'm probably just going to pay for that, for that optical drive. You gotta, you gotta pay the toll to get the boy's soul. Yes, sir. Uh, do you have anything else before we hop into these length into this lengthy list of games? Well, when revealing the digital edition, as well as the standard edition of the PlayStation five, the dual sense controller, Sony also showed off, the DualSense charging dock that holds two controllers. We got a glimpse at the, the I don't even know what they call it, that headset, but there's going to be a PS5 headset. You're going to get the smooth-looking media remote. You're also, mm. you also get, I mean, you're not getting this stuff. We're not saying that it's packed in. Who knows how they decide to bundle it, but they were just showing that the hardware is there. We also saw the PlayStation 5 camera, which carries a similar aesthetic to the general design of the console itself. So, you know, you get new iterations of your of your good old trusty hardware peripherals that Sony doesn't support. <laughs> <laughs> they don't support their add-ons. This is the fit. This is PS5 camera, man. <laughs> it's like our fourth camera, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the uh, the lineup of peripherals that you can get with it. Um, everything looks sleek, like the headset. I'm the headset. I I, I was discussing with you, like uh, in the pre-show, like, damn, am I gonna have to get a new headset? Because right now I'm just rocking my old uh, Bose headsets, um, and they still they still get the job done. They're noise canceling, all that good stuff. I I, I believe I'd purchased not believe I. Was it the Pulse Elites? Were those the uh, PS4? I believe so. Yeah, I purchased those and it like broke on the side. Uh. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that is something that I would want to see if that, that has been ironed out in the uh, design of the uh, headset. Literally um, with a piece of iron running through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the device. Yeah, because I did enjoy at least like the sound quality in all we've been hearing about is a uh, 3d audio. So, I mean, I, I am going to want to take advantage of that to see what, what that entails and how that's uh, taken advantage of in these games. You um, already have the best hands you're going to get. So you're getting all that haptic response. 
Oh yeah, I can't wait. I mean, everything about like what's going on with this console. Like we had heard about like how they had the built-in microphone into into the controller and all that good uh, stuff. Uh, just just seeing all those reminders alongside just the look and just the look of that console and the design of the controller. Like it's all just coming together like a perfect picture. Yeah. So now we know what we're gonna get our hands on. They also let us know what we're gonna be playing on it. Yes. 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 All right. They revealed a gang of games. Uh, I have a list in front of me, but it's in no particular order. If you have the, if you want to go in a specific order, um, you know we don't have to go in order. The the list I have is in order, but who cares? At this point, most people have either watched it or they're just gonna hear it how we tell it to them. So you want to just a lot of people it? like to wait until we tell them what to think about stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna lead off? I want to lead off too big. we we saw a lot of stuff oh one product that did catch my eye pretty well was death loop yes you remember that one is being made by arcane studios the people behind dishonored and dishonored 2 this game uh, it bears a it bears like a mechanical resemblance to dishonored in the amount of abilities that you're going to be using in tandem with your first person shooter weapons your slide and your kick all that stuff uh it Reminded me a lot of the game Bulletstorm, if you remember that one, where there was an emphasis on using your your tools and your maneuvers in order to create combos by knocking enemies in the air, kicking them, hitting them with the shotgun, blowing them up, electrocuting them. Deathloop looks to be a game where you're locked in a time loop with a rival assassin, and you're using your abilities to dispatch the enemies, killing them in every which way you can generating combos and finding that that perfect path to victory and not much else is known i mean we're gonna see what that was all about i did like the pace and the creativity of the gameplay that's what really made it stand out for me as well as the level design that also caters to it like there's there's like openings just slide through the lead to other enemies and you could just chain these combos together, throwing people through windows, jumping off of balconies. It's going to be action-packed, so I'm looking forward to seeing more information about that one. AMC, how did you feel about it? Um, yeah, uh, also a game that I'm very interested in. Um, so I pulled up my list from GameSpot. They have like a little description. Um, you can read the last sentence. So, However, things can go awry and require plenty of firepower, and you can restart the loop to rectify things. So, like, yeah, going back into this idea of death loop, that part right there is what interests interests me is the uh, restart the loop um, because I I had heard people like mention, and I never played these games, but the Prince of Persia Prince of Persia Sansa Time series, where you could like rewind like certain events and. Um, I heard people like kind of mention like, "Hey, why, why haven't people like taken advantage of like that gameplay mechanic and worked it into other games?" And so, a part of me wonders if that if, if that being able to restart the loop will be somewhat a version of that. Um, we, I still haven't really seen it in 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 its entirety to know exactly how that will p- come work into the gameplay. But that part right there seems different enough from i guess the common first person shooter that we we've been playing at least this generation that uh i think that it could at least bring something new to the genre so i'm, I'm very interested to see how that all plays out once i get yeah. my hands on the game it looks it looks immediately fun entertaining and intelligent so that's something 
control issues will be keeping their eyes on. What you got next, Amir? Um, you know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, this is an oldie, but a goodie. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's big in as far as success, but uh, it's, it's been around and apparently it's going to stay around. So this one... I, I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> so you can just expect this game to stay on NPD... Forever. For, for forever. <laughs> it will never stop selling. <laughs> so this is what we got. Uh, so we, we, we got some announcements from Rockstar, that being Grand Theft Auto V. Um, so let me just read off uh, GameStop's breakdown. Rockstar is massively successful. Grand Theft Auto V is coming to the PS5. The new version will feature enhancements and will be expanded it's coming in 2021 with GTA Online free to all PS5 owners. They Ooh. also mentioned that, uh, I, I believe, up until the launch of the PS5, uh, PS4 owners of GTA Online um, will be getting like a million dollars a month <laughs> in cash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you, I got kind of tempted to fire it back up. Yeah, exactly. Just go on, collect your money, and get then, that money, <laughs> and then go just have all that ready to go once the PS5 comes around. Apartment, plan that heist. So yeah, so there's so much to I just right here to unpack. So one, another version of GTA Five with enhancements and expanded, and then on top of that, GTA Online free. The what people like. I basically, when it comes to GTA 5, the success of GTA 5 is really about the online. And the fact that they've actually gone through the trouble now of somewhat separating the two, it's very interesting. So that makes me think that uh, the enhanced GTA 5 is going to be pretty big, at least with what they plan to do. And I remember when they uh, put out the PS4 version of the GTA 5, like they added first person mode and other options, which uh, just completely are new to the genre and um, just gave you a whole new way to experience the game. So I am interested to see what Rockstar will do to justify releasing this game again on PlayStation 5. <laughs> well, I know one thing they're going to do, which is not say anything about GTA 6. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw some like memes of like remember the good old days, and it like it showed like GTA, what, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Three, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Chinatown War, San Andreas, all on one console, yeah. and then like after that, like one one version of GTA coming out on each uh, subsequent console. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, if they're gonna <laughs> give them the kind of production value and lasting appeal that they've had recently, then that's just the way that this has to roll. Yeah, I mean, and I, I still, I'm still holding out. I, I'm guessing we're definitely going to get a GTA 6 eventually. But uh, as of right now, for them, what's the rush? <laughs> like, I mean, if, if you want GTA 6, <laughs> stop buying GTA 5. Stop putting money into GTA 5. <laughs> and the thing is, it just keeps showing up, as I mentioned Every month on NPD, whether it's in the top 10 or outside, I'm pretty sure it's in the top 10 every time. It in seems the middle. To, it's always in the fifth slot <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's somebody who's just keeping track of how many copies have been sold and then pushing it to that fifth slot every time. But it's there. Let me and, get 10,000 more copies. <laughs> it was like Jeff Bezos just buying GTA 5 copies. 
um yeah so i did have a theory that maybe they're using a portion of the profits to just continuously buy more copies of the game yeah (laughs) get those inflated stats get get the inflated market value yeah i mean i can't knock them they they put out easily the most successful game of all time so you do whatever you want to keep that thing going slinging them shark cards yeah it's like they're just like sitting there just counting their money they're like oh yeah red dead came out and then they all laugh as they burn hundreds of dollars of bills yeah. <laughs> it's too much to count just burn some of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right what, what's your next game ado next game we got a glimpse at the next iteration of hitman so hitman 3 will be coming january 2021 I have no idea what they're doing with Hitman these days, but I've heard good things about this most recent run with Hitman and Hitman 2. Uh, They update them with these international missions. People are excited about it. I don't know how to feel about it, but I feel like you should know about it. Yeah, it's one of those things... um with the revamp or the re the relaunch of that Hitman series, IO Interactive, um, it was this thing that when the first one came out, because I believe uh, the Hitman before this uh, this trilogy was uh, more of like a, an action oriented game, uh, and so I believe people kind of wanted Hitman to get back to get back to um, its roots, but this this these versions of Hitman have been different in that, like it's kind of just Hitman world. <laughs> like they just put you in these environments and you can literally carry out the hits uh, however you want, which is always a thing in the series. But they also embraced just like they were very tongue in cheek with some of the things. Like I seen people kill people with like uh, a, a can of soup. I just like throwing it at their head yeah. and things along those lines. And so it's there. It, it's almost like the Hitman create, uh, developers became self-aware and they just made the game that the uh, the audience or at least the fans would love. And so with this being a next-gen um, conclusion of the trilogy, I, I'm very curious to see how they can take advantage of the hardware to really uh, spruce up those worlds and, and, and expand them because mm. Hitman is, is all about like the NPCs of the world be, because it's all about disguises and taking advantage of um, the NPCs in order to place yourself in a better position. And I imagine with better hardware leads to um, more options to, to yes. move about with your just imagination when it comes to developing these, these worlds. So I, I'm ways to take out a target. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, we saw him like climbing up a building, like what was it, like Batman and Arkham Knight yep. <laughs> uh, with that, with the uh, motorcycle helmet on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on, he I killed got, him with the motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yeah. Hold on just a second. I got to let killer in. Uh, just kill, kill it right now. Or just talk about something. Just kill it. And we also got introduced to Godfall gameplay. So that hey, I'm pretty, back. Yes. I was telling them about the Godfall gameplay that we were introduced to. This is oh, a yes. game that's coming to PlayStation 5, Holiday 2020. We finally got a glimpse at what the experience looked like. And I must say, the first thing that sprung to mind when I saw Godfall in action was, this is, this is what I thought Too Human was going to be. <laughs> Oh, okay. If that makes any sense. Years later. <laughs> yeah. Years later, diff- completely different studio. <laughs> 
But I mean, that also says that Too Human was perhaps ahead of its time insofar as the idea that it was trying to convey to the player more so than the execution of that idea. <laughs> no, but man, it, it looked phenomenal. I mean, Lunar, Lunar Slasher, you definitely saw the slasher element in action during this gameplay demo. You're seeing the various characters using all kinds of different weaponry, seeing what kind of the pacing and the footwork and the spacing of combat is. You're seeing what the moves are and how you're able to handle crowd control. I mean, there's two-handed weapons. There's there's dual-wielding weapons. There's sword and shielding. Uh, you have all kinds of crazy combos. Of course, they showed off the loot a bit to where they didn't really show off the abilities that the loot gives you, at least not in a informative way, but some of the stuff looks pretty cool, man. I'd want to grind and get my hands on some of the equipment that those characters were donning. If I had to say anything, it would be that Sony definitely caught my attention with Godfall. You know, it doesn't have the most appealing name or the most appealing pitch to it, but once you see it in motion, I think that you might change your tune. How'd you feel about it, AMC? Um, yeah, I'm somewhat of a 180 with this one. Uh, when I first saw it, I was... I couldn't even say I was underwhelmed because I didn't know about the game. So I'll just say that when I saw it, uh, it was definitely like, I, I need to see more to really have a stance on this game. And just seeing this, the, the gameplay alone was enough for me to be interested in this game. It looked clean. It looked polished. It looked every bit, um, at least that, that influence of souls. But as yeah. you had mentioned, um, multiple enemies. So, a lot of group combat, which is, I, I guess, in itself, like a little different from the one-on-one -on -one action that you would see in a lot of Souls games. Uh, it looked, it looked just like crisp. It looked smooth. Um, I, in th on top of that, if you're throwing in loot, it's definitely a game that um, will have my interest. Like when I think about like a lot of those games that um, thrive on loot. As of late, they've actually done a good job of gameplay, but like my first introduction to like say the MMOs uh, when it comes to uh, World of Warcraft, it was more about you know I'm like playing this, but I'm just kind of hitting buttons on my keyboard, and <laughs> he's just getting off spells, yeah. and and then I get some stuff, and then I put it on, and my guy looks a little different, and I'm a little better for it, and then I go back to the next. <laughs> I, I hit a couple buttons on my keyboard and he does some spells. Um, and then I got a mount. <laughs> yeah. But um, especially with the PS4 generation with games like uh, The Division and uh, Diablo uh, and so on, they've done a good job of making these looter games, uh, looter, these loot games, uh, but having great gameplay. And this seems like a continuation of you're not just getting loot you'll also enjoy the actual moment-to-moment -moment action of the game. So uh, Godfall is now officially on my radar. I want to see more of it, but it, it looks like uh, it has everything there that um, would be right up my alley. You trying to force A-Dub to get a PS5 too early? <sighs> I mean, we might have to get that, that multiplayer going, A-Dub. You know that Godfall! <laughs> <laughs> you got another game that caught your eye during the presentation? Oh, yes, A-Dub. This one is... Made for me. This is made for girlfriend games. It might be made for family games coming up. 
Is it oh. made for solo games? <laughs> yeah, you could, you could be made for solo games. It's that good. Um, you Bachelor know, I, games. Yes. Um, I mean, we have the big Sony franchises. We have the characters. People are like, why doesn't Sony push their franchises more to the forefront and really establish like their personality, get behind their characters? And we're seeing one come back in a big way. So A-Dub, we got Sackboy. A big adventure. Yes. Um, I <laughs> didn't mean, expect you to go there, but I'm glad you did. Oh, this is uh, uh, this is this one is one of those ones like oh, I'll definitely be getting it just because I know I can play this game with Marissa uh, and possibly Theo one day. Maybe A Dub hop in on that too. Oh, A Dub will definitely hop in on that. Yes. Uh, I'll read uh, GameSpot's description. Developed by Sumo Digital, Sackboy: A Big Adventure is the latest game in the little. Big Planet franchise. It features action-oriented gameplay, 3D platforming, rather than the 2D from the first three games. And that is the key there. Uh, the 3D platforming looks absolutely amazing. Uh, on top of that, it's just like they showed a bunch of different sequences where it's not just you, like, you know, just running around the world and hopping. pushing a block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's like some action pace, like sequences uh, you're on, like on platforms as they're moving and you're jumping side to side while enemies are hopping on. Um, so, yeah, it looks like it has everything that I love overall in a platform. Just thinking about Mario Odyssey. Um, Rayman Legends, even though that one's a 2D platformer. Uh, but yeah, uh, so just of the recent like platformers that I just had a great time playing, Sackboy Big Adventures goes right up there. And Marissa and I, we had actually played um, whatever the last Little Big Planet was. I believe it was released on uh, PS free. Plus uh, for free. And so downloaded it and I figured like, oh, Marissa and I, we enjoy platformers. Why not this one? And we played actually like maybe like 15 minutes of it. And to be honest, we didn't get into it. Ooh. But yeah. Um, it, and those games, I mean, I'm not going to knock them. I know that they, a lot of times they uh, encourage like uh, the more creative aspects of uh, gaming and like creating your worlds and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I just didn't get into it. Neither did Marissa, but I saw this one and I was like, holy damn. And then I showed Marissa and she was like, oh shit. <laughs> and so that was like, just from just like, it, it passes the, uh, the eye test, the smell test, the, the smell test, the, yeah. the sniff test. Uh, yeah. And so that this is definitely a game that will be uh, a con like, I won't say a console seller because I was already going to get it, but it's definitely a reason to get the console for sure. So yeah, it's on my list of games that I definitely want to buy once this console's out. Yeah, I can definitely say it was overwhelming with an amount of charm that I did not expect from it because it looked like it was about as well made as a, as a Mario style platformer, but then it also had that layer of like character and originality that, typically only accompanies a Nintendo product. So it looks like it's something that's well put together, both technically and creatively. So I'm going to be interested to see what your opinion is on that once it comes to fruition. I mean, you know, for a character that's supposed to be sort of a an adaptable, like malleable, identity-free kind of avatar... Sackboy's got a lot of character, got a lot of charm. He'll reel you in if you aren't careful. <laughs> you got uh, another game? Yeah, right. Right. I got uh, a game. I, I got a game. Oh, uh, yeah, what you got <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, another game we saw, I believe it's being, it's being put out by Capcom, uh, 
Yes. It was revealed as called Pragmata. So we didn't see much in the way of gameplay. It looked like it was mostly just a cutscene, but we've got this guy in this futuristic space suit with like this mechanical arm mechanism attached to his back. Looks very reminiscent of, of Norman Reedus in Death Stranding. He's walking through the streets of what I can only presume is like New York or some old, some other like major gathering square. He's investigating, sprays some stuff in the air, recreates the events of the past when people were populating the streets. Suddenly, there's there's a little girl. He's got her. The sky shatters. A space station's falling from the sky. They deflect it with some kind of rubber band ball. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they're on the moon looking back. So as you can probably tell by that completely wild, vague, and nondescript description. We don't know much about this game. However, it's sci-fi. It's kind of freaky. I think it's going to have some horror elements involved. So it's ticking all the right boxes for me. Pretty sure it's going to be third person. Uh, this might be the project that the Dead Space writer was teasing being involved with. So by and large, A-Dub is looking forward to whatever Pragmata might reveal in the coming months. AMC, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, um, as far as just tone, setting, everything was there. The design was right. Um, obviously, I'm going to need to see like some gameplay, uh, but it, everything was there. Dope, dope lead character, dope-ass little girl, dope-ass hologram robot cat thing i don't know what it was oh, yeah. <laughs> schrodinger's cat yeah <laughs> it neither exists nor exists yeah i like, don't exist i'm curious to see if there are like elements of the game that take place in space like where you're an astronaut versus like being on the world um yeah you have those little booster jets that he was using in midair for a little bit so maybe that'll be a, a mechanic we can latch on to yeah but um i mean overall design of like as far as like world building uh, and tone and all that stuff, um, I give it my thumbs up. I just I need to see more of what that game has to offer. Can't wait. Uh, I got a game, a dub. This oh. one is a return to form. Uh, this is Oddworld Soulstorm. Yes, <laughs> that was something else of a trailer, boy. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, so. A lot of dark humor. Um, I'm not even going to read the description because there's not much to say. All it says is that uh, the game has been in development for years and will now release on the PS5. Um, yeah, all that dark humor is still there. Uh, the only note I wrote down was like lemmings because you're kind of controlling this group and you're trying to keep them alive as all the traps are thrown at you and just horrific death is then... Um, placed upon your characters as they fall into these traps uh so you're, it's all about like survival um i want to see what what all it has to offer because i do like the idea of um platformers um they seem very simple as far as like oh you just jump and move around but um once you really get into these styles of games you realize how much puzzle solving there is and this game is all about puzzle solving because it's like there's there's timing and there's also understanding the design the level design and so with this game um trying to keep the unit alive uh, seems to be key um and if not then you get to see them 
horribly murdered. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looked uh, just from that gameplay standpoint. Standpoint, it looks like something that uh, I definitely would be interested in uh, playing. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on this game. Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Lemmings because I briefly noticed a similar thing when I was watching it. So I didn't quite have an understanding of what kind of experience it might be. But, you know, it's it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, visually and thematically, it looks like it's just brutal, oppressive. (laughs) It's definitely setting a tone and you're going to get whatever message that they intend to put across with Oddworld Soulstorm. Yes. Right. Got another title. Uh, Housemark revealed to Ooh. us the game that they've been working on ever since they put Storm Divers on hold. So the next game that they're going to be making is called Returnal. So what's going on here is that you're a woman in space. You wake up on a weird planet and you go out there, you die. You wake back up, you go back out there, you die, (laughs) you wake back up, and you continue to repeat. And you have a lot of tools and abilities at your disposal. You've got an arsenal of weapons, you've got dashes, jumps, hovers, all other kinds of abilities, and you're tasked with finding out a little more about this place that you're in every time you're alive until you can eventually unravel the mystery of why you keep returning eternally. Returnal. (laughs) Yeah, so overall, looks pretty cool. I'm a little dodgy on the way some of the combat looks, but overall, it's got some of the elements that I most treasure in games. Uh, It seems to be incorporating some roguelike elements insofar as every time you respawn, the world's going to be a little different and you're just going to have to find your way through it, try to make it further each time. That's what A-Dub is about. AMC, how did you feel about it? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool um, just because at this point with um, Housemark, there was that whole thing where they were like, uh, we're done with uh, these arcade-style games. We want to do something different. And then uh, there's an announcement of Storm Divers, and people are like, oh, another battery. Yeah, they just vomited all over their keyboards. Um, and then they put that on hold, as you said. And then, so I was interested, I was interested to see what type of game they were going to make. And what I enjoyed about this game so, like, third person action, um, the shooting, as you said, like the, the dashing and all that stuff, it still has that feel of, I wouldn't say like a 2D arcade style game but it does feel like it's not like a slower paced game in any style of any way so at least they're still holding on to that and then the fact that as you mentioned uh that roguelike element um it gives it its own uniqueness and um we've seen a little bit of this like um like these roguelikes are gonna stick around so if you for some reason don't like that friend, that genre then <laughs> good luck <laughs> you better get used to it yeah um and but i'm liking the different uses of it because it seemed like for a period roguelike was just um equated to uh retro style games <laughs> and yeah. or like indie games and I, i'm enjoying poorly, that. poorly designed games yeah poorly designed games um but now it seems to uh at least stepping up more towards um 
a, a better polish, I'll say, as far as like third person action and things along those lines. So with that, uh, I'm interested to see because Housemark is just known for making very tight and um, games with perfect controls. And so to see that in a shooter now, um, I want to see what that has to offer from them. If I was to start up my own development studio, I would call it poorly designed so yeah. that whenever a game starts or whenever news is reported, it's like, oh, check out, check out this poorly designed game. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> when it starts a poorly designed game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, yeah. So next game, I got a dub. We got right. Kenna. Bridge of Spirits. <laughs> oh, good choice. Good choice. Yes, uh, here's the description. An adorable adventure game developed by Ember Lab. Kenna Bridge of Spirits features Pixar-like visuals, magic, magical abilities, and enemies. Platforming and discovery will play a major role, as will hurting a small small <laughs> hurting up small cute creatures. There will also be dangerous monsters that will stand in your way. So um the note I put down for this game was uh immediately pikmin um that's just because, exactly the vibe i got <laughs> yeah um but obviously like, pikmin was all about like those like little dudes and i guess puzzle solving where with this game they're you're using a more in the combat as long and the character on its own seems to have like some pretty cool abilities so with that um i like it was cool just seeing the action of using the creatures to then all grab onto an enemy. And then I believe she like started shooting the enemy and then the blasts were then um, clustering out to the other enemies around. So uh, it just seems like you'll have an array of abilities alongside having these like Ewok creatures that are helping you uh, do battle. So I, I am very curious to see how they'll come into play with um, some of the possible, the, the problem solving as well as like other uses uh in in action so yeah this game just has all the charm of the world and definitely on my radar as well yes it, the moment i saw like those little gremlins and yeah. <laughs> these little souls i mean the game definitely looks how do i say e for everyone yes but at the same token i think it's it is for everyone i mean it looks like it's a very cute and charming adventure very endearing and heartwarming and we'll see where the rest of it goes. Uh, another game that I saw that I'm personally interested in that I might be getting day one, uh, a game announced by the name of Stray that's coming in 2021. Ooh, yes. So with Stray, it looks like you're in a world where everyone is a robot and you, the player, assume the role of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm already on board, Adele. <laughs> I'm already there. Yeah, so you get to play as a cat. You got yourself a little a little cat backpack, and you're going around the city. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing it, but you're a cat. I imagine that the world itself is going to be designed with cat traversal in mind, so that's one of the more exciting aspects of the game. They showed off a little bit of that and how the cat like either jumped onto something or jumped off of something. It's going to be interesting playing as a creature with that kind of agility and access to an entire world. It's also going to be even more entertaining to see what kind of gameplay that the developer is going to task us with when playing as a cat. Uh, a blurb I read said that you you solve mysteries. <laughs> so seeing how that works is going to be phenomenal. 
I'm excited for it. I think that's something that everybody should keep their eye on. Uh, it's coming from Annapurna Interactive. And as I said, when, when we started this up, it'll be arriving sometime in 2021. Yeah, I've gotten to the point now where um, if I see Annapurna like stamped on a game, I'm immediately interested. They, uh, I don't even think I've played one Annapurna game, but every time I see a trailer for an Annapurna game, I'm like, they're doing they're just on like some other wavelength and it's not like just for the sake of being different it they have an artistic vision and it somehow translates into what i'm assuming are great games Uh, because i never ever hear their games really getting negative criticism uh and so when i saw this trailer i was just like up annapurna made a game that has all the aesthetics that i enjoy and i get to play as a cat i it looks like i'm going to be there (laughs) yeah with with Annapurna, I feel like they're I feel like they're a good fit with an imprint like Devolver because they seem to be accomplishing the same kind of thing but in their own unique style where these compl- incredibly creative and seemingly well-made independent projects are getting brought to light like things that you would you would never see from a AAA publisher. So, I'm glad we got another hat in that ring. AMC, what else you got for a boy? All right. Uh, we got a few more, but, I mean, we got the bangers coming, so I'll throw out um, maybe one or two more or so before we just, just start just blowing your hit mind. It, hit them with the <laughs> megatons. Because <laughs> yeah. we haven't even gotten to the big announcements. It's just the stuff that we find pretty cool. Yeah, we're about to set off that megaton. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, Little Devil Inside. Are we yes. An adventure game with a unique aesthetic, as well as plenty of mystical creatures. Little Devil Inside features a mix of stealthy exploration, direct combat, and even hunting wild creatures like dragons. There will be numerous settings, including frozen tundras and cities. Um, I couldn't really get into anything specific about this game, but this has everything as far as um, all the adventure that you want in any type of game like if you enjoyed breath of the wild and all those things it looks like it's in line with that and uh but with its own look um and yeah, this game just just based on the trailer it seems like they gave me everything that i need to know about this game and so really all i all i'll need is like maybe one more preview before launch just to let me know that they're still on track to make one of the greatest games of all time and then i'll i'll be there <laughs> yeah no release date was provided for this one but a dub's been following this for about a year or two i mean it, back the last time i saw this game it was it did not look this good or this smooth it has been re-revealed to the world as a playstation 5 console exclusive so that is something to be thoroughly excited by and it also looks like it has received a substantial level of polish and tender loving care because the visuals are outstanding the combat all the mechanics seem to blend together well it's got heads up display elements it looks like it's very close to being a finished product so i think this is the one to watch for Uh, when they say that the game has a unique aesthetic one of the things they're referring to is their their combat system for the game where you have your suite of moves and gadgets and firearms, shields and stuff, but the way that the team has been able to animate all those moves in succession makes everything look very seamless and organic. Like it, 
it encounters are a scene and that's going on top of all the other little quirks and quirks that this game is bringing to the table so this is something that you want to keep your eyes on a dub is watching it if you aren't anyway um let's see uh we have fuck i just took off the list um the game i was going to mention is the uh, Destruction Allies or Destruction yes. All Stars? Uh, <laughs> because one, they're definitely not allies. Yeah, yeah, no. The, everybody's it's every man for himself. So, uh, description here: Lucid Games premiered an action sports game called Destruction All Stars during the event, featuring destructible vehicles as well as on foot characters. It looks to be a demolition derby taken to the absolute limit with impressive particle effects and physics. Yeah. Um, yeah, the part that where you get out the car and you can steal. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, oh, they're just going to run over that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what what it looks like this game is trying to bring to the table is it's a destruction derby, you know, very burnout-ish, uh, with twisted metal-ish kind of stuff going on there. But at some point during the match, it's possible for the player to get thrown from their vehicle or for their vehicle to be destroyed. And then the player is running around on the field while cars are trying to run them over. However, to the car, (laughs) hanging onto the cars, trying to steal the cars. (laughs) But, but the player is, I guess the player has a decent chance of surviving because you're able to jump and try to make cars crash into each other. So it seems like there's there's more to it than simply getting someone out of the car, out of the car. So once you're out, I believe that it becomes a whole different kind of game. They're out there doing dance moves <laughs> and taunting mm-hmm. other players. So yeah, th- could it be the next Rocket League? Could this be Rocket League meets Overwatch? Uh, I have no idea. But you've got yourself a roster of characters. They've got their vehicles. They have all manner of weapons, and it doesn't stop when the cars blow up. But you got a dub, or should we just get to the bangers? Let's get to the bangers. I mean, they they revealed like over over two dozen games at this show. So you're going to want to check that out if you haven't. We're just giving you the highlights and the things we find the most interesting. So I'll just, I'll leave it off because I'll, I'll, I want to give you the widest choice in the smorgasbord. So I'll hit them with the reveal of Gran Turismo 7. Yes, you got this one, Adel. Yeah, so we've seen the first gameplay from that. There's not really much to this release other than Gran Turismo 7 is coming. It looks stunning, and it's going to be on PlayStation 5. That's something that you're going to have to watch out for. Yeah, I mean, um, so what we got, like, Gran Turismo, what, Sport last gen? Yeah. Or current gen, but soon to be last gen. Um, I know you, you been you're already ready. ready to say goodbye. Yeah, I, I believe you... You you were saying that you were because you never really got into the sports series, so you were ready for no, that for that, that seven. <laughs> yeah. So is this uh for you? This is are you still as into the driving series? And because I know you mentioned uh, your interest in like say Forza, just out of the need to play a driving game. So is this on your radar like officially? Um, it, it's kind of a bittersweet announcement. I could have used Grand Theft Auto Seven a long time ago, but it. Okay. Oh, I said auto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could have used Gran Turismo 
a couple of years ago, but hey, it's coming now. I'm more than likely going to get it because I have to get my racing fix. At the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm just going to be thinking of Forza the whole way through. So I'm going to be emotionally cheating on Polypony Digital. Yeah, we. <laughs> the parts that interest me about, 10, I should say. about like uh, this Gran Turismo Seven is that um, racing games are like, especially like the um, the real like simulated racing games. It's all about like the aesthetic and the sound and everything, and with like this haptic feedback, three D audio, ray tracing, all that stuff. Um, this game has potential to be just incredibly beautiful. Um, one thing I will say, as I was watching like the conference, I watched it on my on YouTube on my PlayStation uh, Four, and a part of me is like, "These are going to look better than this," because I'm watching yep. over like my <laughs> internet with like streaming and all that stuff. So it's like almost like a downgraded visual quality. And so I'm like, right, just it's looking definitely at these compressed. Games. Yeah, I'm looking at these games. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I can't imagine if they already look good right now. I can't imagine what they're gonna look like when I actually have the console just jacked into my TV. Might have are to get gonna, a 4K TV. Adrian. Are you gonna get a new TV? Might have to get a 4K TV. Hey, <laughs> Dove's getting a new TV. <laughs> Might have to go to Costco see what they got. Might have to wait for that Black Friday see what they got. Hey, <laughs> Dove, gonna be right in front trampling all the uh, <laughs> the shop. <laughs> oh hell no! I'm just waiting for the deals. <laughs> Gut punching people, <laughs> just shanking people. Yeah, um, just shanking little kids for bags. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so you're you're, you're still um, a little hesitant, but you know, you got your you got your Gran Turismo Seven now. Finally, exactly. It'll be something to sate the need for speed. Except for Need for Speed. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking forward to doing those driving tests? <laughs> uh, not particularly, but at the same token, they do get you in the proper shape to get in those races and be successful for a majority of the campaign. Yes. You, you, know, you got to take wisdom where it comes from. What you got? All right. So I'm, I'm not going to touch the games that I didn't play uh, this generation. The originals for Yeah, because I feel like you're, you're, you just you have that experience. So I'm going to jump into ratchet and clank rift apart i uh, read the description a new ratchet and clank game is in development and it looks like the heroes have found themselves in a universe with collapsing dimensions futuristic cities and dinosaurs the demonstration featured gameplay and in, uh, included a rain rain i think it was rail grinding section they put rain yeah. grinding <laughs> rail grind. yeah rail grinding section and even uh flight of an alien creature so yeah um once again, Ratchet and Clank games always fun, always great. Um, they put out Ratchet and Clank with the uh, PS4. I believe it was a forty dollars game because it was what it was a remake of the oh, original that remake. Yeah, yeah, and didn't matter. People still loved it. The graphics were just on another level. It was like playing a Pixar movie, but in the palm of your hands. And I mean, everybody that was loved in addition it. to Tools of Destruction and a Cracking Time. Yes. <laughs> And then, uh, so seeing this one and looking all as bit great, um, a couple of things looks like 
the the melee has i'm not gonna say stepped up but it just it looks like it's not just something like oh they're close so i'm gonna just start swinging like wildly with my uh with my wrench like um they he went from shooting to the melee like very smooth and uh with effectiveness uh and i liked how he was just throwing combos on the enemy so that was one thing like um, it was nothing <laughs> yeah we know that they're always gonna have uh awesome weapons that we saw this was like a freezing gun where like you shatter the enemies yes um, yeah it was uh that looked awesome uh so you know that they're gonna have just the most outlandish of weapons in the game uh and then on top of that this whole new game gameplay mechanic with the collapsing dimensions where you'll see i guess like little rifts and you can interact with them in order to pull yourself or like teleport yourself to like another section of the map or just even another world um that looked like it was more of a sequence when he was going through the different parts as he was riding on the creatures but uh like uh just seeing that that gameplay mechanic of the different dimensions and how you can use that to get to enemies in the combat uh i'm interested to see how they'll throw that into the game but ratchet and clank has always been a franchise that people have always been um excited for with the um was it with the pickup of insomniac um people it was always Ratchet and Clank felt like a PlayStation franchise game. And so Insomniac, because of that, always felt like a PlayStation studio. And uh, now it just all feels like right at home uh, now that it's like official. And so, um, yeah, seeing Ratchet and Clank uh, rift apart, I'm once again going to end up getting this game because I really enjoyed the previous Ratchet and Clank games, if not just fun games, not too difficult, but with enough difficulty to, uh, not dick around so yeah this has <laughs> all the imagination in the world that i love in a video game and just all the character and charm absolutely absolutely another game that they revealed they actually let the show off with this right after gta 5 we got insomniac also announcing spider-man ps5 miles uh, morales yes <laughs> <laughs> Now, to be clear so that there's no confusion, this isn't a sequel to the Spider-Man PS4 game. This is a standalone addition to that universe. This is Miles' adventure. You're going to have several hours of swinging through the city as Miles Morales, going through his story, figuring out his trials and tribulations, unlocking his suits, and you're going to like it. Yeah, so there's like a little bit of confusion when this came out because obviously one... The uh, short development cycle, it's about like, what, two years? Um, because oh, That was like the big shocker was it's coming out holiday <laughs> 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like people are like, wait, what? Like you got out another Spider-Man game this quickly? And and a, a, yeah, a next, a next gen Spider-Man game. Um, so there is like this initial, I guess, worry because they're like, oh, is this like actually just basically an expansion? And then... Uh, I don't know the the guy's actual position, but it was somebody who wasn't a developer um, who works with Insomnia commented on the game and said that, oh, this is um, basically like an expansion <laughs> of uh, Spider-Man. And, and so people were like, oh, wait, so this is like not really like uh, its own thing. Like it's basically just big DLC. But then Insomnia then stepped out and was like, though this isn't a sequel to Spider-Man 2, this game is bigger than just like basically more DLC for the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. So um, 
I quit I, nitpicking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stop reading. Just wait till you see some gameplay and you can decide if it's more of the same or not. But it doesn't matter. All that matters is we got a Spider-Man game where we play as Miles Morales. We all love uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, Which I so, hope gets a game. Yeah, um, we already know that that sequel is on the way. And they had obviously um, alluded to, uh, at least they had Miles Morales in the, in the original Spider-Man game. So there was an illusion that, hey, maybe someday we might be playing as Miles. And now we got that game. The first thing I thought when I heard about it, because I didn't see the event live, was I got to see this suit. And the suit looks every bit as bomb as you would think it does. As it's supposed to. Oh man, hey Dub, how how much are you looking forward to playing with Miles Morales? Uh, very much, just for the the sheer representation factor of it, being able to play as a hero that looks like me. That's very empowering, encouraging. Lets me think that maybe one day I could be a hero. Uh, at the same token, you know, Spider Man PS4 was the best Spider Man game to come along in a long time. So any additional content built on top of that foundation is only going to stand taller than his predecessors. So looking forward to it a great deal. Want to see what's going on with this Venom strike. Want to see what his combat looks like. Want to see if they bring anything new or exciting to the table with this new adventure or if it's just new content. Yeah. And it opens up the possibilities of what they can do. Like we're seeing with uh, like with the resident evils, they'll put out like, say like a resident evil seven and then they'll put out like, an in-between game that's like a remake and um i know like a, a somewhat a, a knock on franchises as of late with the um with this we'll say the ps4 console generation um is that we're not seeing multiple iterations of a game like it's like you're getting one gta and then that's it um so we're not getting the san andreas's of the vice cities um and so this opens up the possibility with the spider-man franchise that you're not only playing as peter parker so we get a miles morales game maybe we get spider-man 2 following this and then we get like a spider-boy game um so one thing i want in this world yeah so it opens up the possibility of other characters maybe getting their their own separate like devoted shot at, at a video game without having to completely just break away from Peter Parker and piss off, you know, the diehards, the racists. This is what the future <laughs> of games allows us to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm actually happy that they decided to go this route and put out a game this soon to kind of hold us over until, yeah, we get an, a Spider-Man too. So, um, and then of course, you know, you got miles, so I'm on board. A dub. <laughs> Absolutely. What else you got? Oh, this is a game. This is uh, the only installment in this, uh, we'll say, series that I have actually beaten. Uh, that I got... came close to beating. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, we, we got word and we got footage and we got, da- we got <laughs> dinosaurs. We got dragons. Um, they announced that we will be getting a remake of Demon Souls. So, um Here's the the GameSpot description. As was rumored, Demon's Souls is getting a remake, and it looks to be much more than a simple increase in resolution. From Software's masterpiece has been completely overhauled and looks like it was created specifically for the PS5. Um, Yeah, Demon's Souls is what kicked it all off. Um, As we talked in the pre-show, this was a pure time when people weren't, super uh negative and nitpicky when it comes to these souls games and their radicalized and their and their accessibility and all this stuff like it was 
it, it came out, it was a tough game, um, and people just played it, and they liked it for what it was. And then next thing you know, we have other Souls games. We have um, other franchises that aren't made by From Software doing similar combat. And, Souls clones. Yeah, and so we start seeing just like the um, its influence in other games and how melee combat can look and feel great. And so, yeah, like Demon Souls is the OG is the uh is the original and especially with some of those mechanics i want to see how they do that like are we gonna get what is it like the uh i, I was gonna say the, the temperamental. i was gonna say the temperamental world like wasn't it like all the like, world tendencies yes are we gonna get the, the world temperament <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like nah i'm hard today son <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the time huh? <laughs> everybody's got glowing eyes um or red eyes yeah uh i'm, I'm curious to see if they're gonna bring all that back so i remember when they shut that aspect of the game down because you know it gets to the point where they can't support like say the um the servers um that was something that went away and you know there was always that that initial like oh this is the only game i play <laughs> so you're taking away this thing but uh I, I i am curious to see if they're gonna bring that back because that was something that was very unique to this game in particular but uh, i mean how did you feel about seeing that demon souls is officially coming back it was a pleasant surprise. It was like seeing an old friend who had been working out, who got a better job, who like really worked on themselves, been off the scene for a while and just like showed up at the party. Like, Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? Like, that's what it was like. I mean, it's, they, they changed the art style. Everything just looks so much more alive and vibrant in the land of death that is Lordran or wherever. <laughs> wherever you are in the Demon Souls version of the game. Uh, yeah, it looks like a proper remake. I've seen some side-by-side -side comparisons with screenshots and video clips. Just, just the little touches. I mean, the atmosphere and the depth, the sharpness. There's like just this, there's like a wet griminess to it. Like you can, you can smell the mildew and feel the the dewy condensation on everything you, you can see the plants and the overgrowth in the in the stone walls you can you can smell the carrion <laughs> <laughs> like they, they put in a significant amount of work blue point games just really went above and beyond with this remake so i'm looking very forward to seeing what they put together there are rumors that we might even get the sixth archstone uh, because uh, people saw a, a snowy area in the trailer that wasn't present in the original game. So who knows? But as far as anybody's concerned, at least we're getting that Demon Souls experience a second time in just glorious, made for PS5 splendor. Get yourselves prepared to die. Oh, so many deaths. So much aggravation. <laughs> yes. And then we got another Megaton. I'm going to just go right to it. Yes. So I don't want him to wait no more. Yes. But we got another Megaton in the form of Horizon 2 Forbidden West. Five goes west. Yes. <laughs> Aloy goes west. Why did they call it Aloy goes west? That would be great. SJW goes you. <laughs> the marketing would have wrote itself. <laughs> But yeah, we're seeing a return of Aloy. She's going out west, <laughs> as the title implies. I, we're, we're seeing a much more breathtaking 
world than we're used to seeing from Horizon, which is hard to imagine because Guerrilla Games really set the bar high when they put that game out so many years ago. But this time, you know, we're seeing some familiar things. She's riding around on a on a mechanical mount. But this time, it looks like while the world is coming back to life, you're seeing all kinds of creatures and wildlife all over the place. Uh, at the same token, you're also seeing them dying all over the place. It looks like the cause of which is an exotic red plant that Aloy is investigating. Uh, we see our man, Lieutenant Daniels, making a return. <laughs> yeah, <by> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I forget what his name was in the game. It's been so long. But he's back, so perhaps he's, a, he's an ongoing villain. Yeah, um... I obviously didn't play it. I, I saw this trailer and there's a lot of speculation. Um, are we going to see uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? We, we obviously saw that and then some <laughs> just based on the list of games that we just ran through. There's so many games that we just left off like a ton of games to even go through because it just wouldn't fit into one episode. Um, but like Project Athia. And what is it? Goodbye, Volcano High School. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire, which I don't know what the hell is going on in that game. We haven't even talk, really talked about Resident Evil 8. Your boy, your boy Jet the Far Shore. <laughs> Jet the Far Shore. So many games. Yeah, well, that one looked like... Uh, damn, I just lost it in my head. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I was uh, thinking of um, that Matthew McConaughey movie, Interstellar. Interstellar. <laughs> Um, a part of me was like, is this a game about like trying to find a planet to like for humanity? <laughs> I think so. And I'm uh, down if it plays well. Yeah. Um, yeah, bug snacks. <laughs> I can bug snacks. I need to know everything that's going on with that game. Astro's playroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to build up on that Astrobot rescue fan base and popularity. Yeah. So I mean it's at this point, yeah, there are so many games. But yeah, it, just getting back to what I was saying, uh, with Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, um, the moment I saw that trailer, I was just like, "Fuck!" Like, I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn yet, um, and this one, yeah, this one looks good. Like, it's not a thing where it's like, I, I, I initially at launch, I believe something else was out, and then so I was like, "I'm gonna play this," and I just never got to Horizon Zero Dawn, but it's been in the back of my head and it's a game where I do need to play it because it's so unique and just, uh, just taken down when that little bit of a demo that I played when we went to a PSX was enough for me to be like, this is a great game and I don't know why I don't have it. <laughs> and, uh, so now seeing that there, it's obviously a franchise, which we knew was going to be the case. It just kind of a reminder, like, Hey, you might want to go out and play this game. Um, play the original because it is good it's not like a thing where just jump on the second one actually experience it so uh yeah uh this one looks awesome uh seeing that like robot bulbasaur thing <laughs> come yeah. out of the water i was having that robot pokemon <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it looks awesome i mean we're seeing aloy had a, a rebreather she's swimming underwater there's there's robotic alligators in the water she's pushing her way through seaweed so it looks like we're going to get some underwater gameplay this time around yes. you know not much was shown in the way of mechanics or additional features beyond the swimming but you know they showed off some familiar creatures some familiar threats like other human factions that are well that are also bringing 
mechanical creatures under their control for the purpose of fighting against the peaceful factions. Yes. So, I mean, we're, we're in for something. And as we said, it's called the Forbidden West because Aloy has made it to what looks like the West Coast. I believe I saw a broken, ruined Golden Gate Bridge covered in overgrowth. So hopefully it'll be an experience where I can feel a little bit at home this time around. Looking forward to it. Uh, one other game that we were just as we were throwing out games, uh, Solar Ash, to follow up from the creators from Hyperlife, Hyperlight Drifter. Oh, that so, one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, so many games. We can't get into all of them, but yeah, I, I believe we hit all the majors uh, as best we can. The big one, Horizon Forbidden West. The surprise, uh, Spider-Man, um, Miles Morales. So yeah, um, this the wild is, card, Gran Turismo Seven. Yeah. I mean, uh, once again, we gave like our kind of overview of what we thought about the conference. One last thing that I did say was, yeah, as we just went through this list, um, I don't want every game on this list, but there's a game for everybody on this list. And I think that's what's most important. Uh, a lot of people try to, um, I guess, uh, pigeonhole first party PlayStation games is movie games. I didn't see too many movie games on this list uh, of these announcements. So uh, it looks like they have like a little bit of everything going on for those people who want to say like, oh, Sony only does one style of game. There's a lot going on here. And I believe anybody who, whether you're young or old, can find a game that you could play and enjoy. So it's, uh, it's awesome. Uh, I like, mean, I, the three big hitters are a driving simulator, in, an open world adventure game, and an open world superhero game. Yeah. And, and then Ratchet and Clank. And like a part of me just with uh with COVID, we saw how uh what normally I guess would have been um predicted to be uh a down a downturn when it came to console sales. We actually saw an uptick and we actually saw consoles actually doing really well, uh not just the Switch, but PlayStation Fours and uh, Xbox Ones. Uh so I, I am curious to see now all these people who had the downtime that went out and like, ah, hey, you know what, I'm going I'm to hop back into this thing and buy a console and a game. Uh, with this variety of games, I could see some of those casual gamers finding a game or two off of this list that they would be like, oh, like, let's maybe let's get the keep the ball rolling let's let's get jump onto this next gen i can buy a better version of the hardware i just got i can also play the games that i bought on this better version of hardware and play all these new games so i am i'm curious to see if uh, a lot of these um uh, we'll say returns and maybe uh new gamers will continue uh i guess the uh, the current trend so it's it's kind of a nice thing to carry into the next gen absolutely is everybody happy though, Ada? <laughs> Is everyone ever happy? You know, by and large, most people were happy. However, there there was still a little ooze coming out of the barrel that we scraped into a petri dish, <laughs> so we could slide it under this microscope and let you know what's going on. So we got troll of the week. Got troll of the week. They coming sideways at the PS Five event yeah. because nothing's ever good enough. First troll says, oh my god, Xbox is getting destroyed so bad. <laughs> He's giving Xbox a standing A count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now to be clear, this is in reference to the event that Xbox had recently that was geared towards showing off third-party titles and independent titles. 
Xbox has a July event scheduled where they're going to be showing off their first party offerings. So we haven't even really seen what their hand is yet. We just got a glimpse at what the general feel of next gen is going to be between both consoles in the coming months. And keep in mind too, up until this PlayStation conference, people were just, Oh, the messaging. Oh, like we haven't seen anything. Sony, they're just talking about like the specs. They're not they're not showing us hardware. They're not showing us any games. Show me I don't the think box. Yeah, like I don't even know if it's gonna come out. COVID's like messing with production. Just Whoa, show me what it's like. Yeah, like like people almost in a way like they didn't believe it existed. And yeah. all it takes is just one conference to quickly turn everything around. <laughs> and then immediately reposition the goalposts. Oh, they didn't talk about price. <laughs> <laughs> When's the release date? <laughs> Are the people animated? <laughs> Why can't I pre-order? <laughs> Do I get to play as Shuhei Yoshida? <laughs> Next troll says, this reveal is disappointing. Oh, man. If you found nothing on this list to surprise you or maybe intrigue you, I, I don't think you're into... It's something that I say all the time, I just don't think you're that into games. <laughs> I mean, dude, they got fucking bugs next. <laughs> <laughs> you got Project Athia. To somebody. Athia looking like uh, Agni's Prophecy is probably getting made into something, so hopefully that's that's a real deal. I'm going to be a geomancer. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> so pumped. Uh, next troll says, not enough diversity. We need more male leads in video games. I, I saw two male leads, two black male leads. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we got the we got the black male lead, we got the the faceless spaceman with the little girl, we got we got Ratchet and Clank, anthropomorphic and robotic, and there's also a female ratchet. We got Aloy back, we got Miles Morales, the black Latino. We got Sack Boy. We got Sack Boy. He ain't, we don't even know what he got in the sack. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot going on. I can see your complaint, but you have the whole pantheon of gaming history to choose from. Let everybody else have their time. Next troll says, well, this has been largely disappointing. <laughs> All right. Send me a list of the last five games you played. <laughs> then we'll it see what's disappointing. And as we said, uh, leading into the the event, all their all the talks were well. Like I don't like. I hope we see a console because if we don't, blah blah. blah. Oh, I hope we see something like like Horizon Zero Dawn, or I'm gonna be upset. We got all those things in one event. <laughs> Seeing some comments were dudes like, if they don't show Horizon Two, this event is a failure. Yeah. Well, I saw it, but uh, <laughs> still don't know how much it is. Yeah. <laughs> Guy says, some games look like trash. Some games look amazing. Just like every other presentation, no matter the company. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> what do you expect? You're not going to like everything. You're not going to love everything. But as long as you find something that you like or something that you love, none of the other stuff matters. Shut your baby ass up. <laughs> Next troll says, yeah, this event is honestly underwhelming. What are you playing right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what games are you waiting on that just aren't met by something that has been demonstrated in the past month while we're celebrating the coming of the next gen? Send a list. My control issues on Twitter all day. Next troll says, This conference has been god awful so far. 
Spider-Man and Ratchet can't even save this mess. Like, Actually, Spider- yeah, they totally could. Those two yeah. games alone would have been enough for me. <laughs> Spider-Man and Ratchet are like a, a, a melted slice of cheese and a sheet of pastrami on the just six-foot hoagie that was the PS5 reveal event because we still got Grand Theft excuse me, Gran Turismo 7, we still got Horizon 2, we're looking at new IPs, we're looking at indie games, we're looking at remakes of classics, everything's covered, why you got an issue? (laughs) Next Troll says, God awful, only Knack 3 can save the day now. You want that Knack 3? I don't give a damn about Knack 1 or 2. Where's (laughs) the order? Where's the order? Where's the order 2? Where's the where's the pre-order? <laughs> Next troll says the PS5 looks hideous. No, it doesn't. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It looks perfectly fine. If you don't want to stand it vertical, you can lay it lateral. It's perfectly fine. Horizontal, whatever the word. You don't even know words. You call it hideous. It's not hideous. Last troll says it looks like a goddamn router that you get from your ISP. Yeah, and you prominently display that in your house too, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want your girls to know you got all them bars. Like, uh, oh yeah, girl, get the code for the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Today you talk about the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about their friends. <laughs> Just let me know they ain't even friends. <laughs> Go get your PSN ID. <laughs> Call you the N word on, on multiplayer. <laughs> Oh, mercy. No, me they ain't really friends. <laughs> no, but on the real, it definitely does carry the aesthetic of a of an internet router, of a modem, a router, whatever. I'm not technically savvy, as you can obviously see. The biggest router in the world. <laughs> biggest router of all time. But, you know, you can lay it horizontal, and you're probably not going to touch it after you hook it up anyway, especially if you get the digital-only edition, in which case, why are you even complaining? And you can just put that like in a uh, fan closet, keep that thing nice and cool, never see exactly. it again. Exactly. You just set up a server, a server you, room. You got <laughs> solutions, but you only bring complaints. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> AMC, you got anything to say to these trolls? Um, yeah. You go screw yourself because this was hands down the greatest conference that I've ever seen. <laughs> so in a that, long time. In a, in, a, in a long, long time. Like I would have to go back and look at the E3 from 1997 to see like what they had to offer. Um, oh, that speaking, Mario 3D was on the table. Yeah. Mario like, speak, 64. Speaking of like, I don't know, just thinking about the way this was presented, it, it's also just a sign that we really don't need like E3 or any of these conferences. I mean, even the people had, yeah, this was great. Yeah. Like they had knocked the, um, what was it? The last um, PlayStation showcase where they showed, I think it was like Ghost of Tsushima and the last of us two where they went to like the movie theater and blah, blah, blah. And a, a lot of they like, needed an intermission. Yeah. And so a lot of people were like, Oh, they just showed a bunch of trailers. Like they're bringing out orchestras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, there's no point, like, in even being there. It's like exactly, we don't need to be there. And if anything, what I enjoy is like, there's this idea, and this is kind of a just bigger picture. 
sports, uh, we've been seeing a lot of sports without spectators. And initially there is this thing of like, well, the energy is going to be gone, but there's also a purity to the uh, events without the spectators because yeah, there's no like, distractions. Yeah. There's like, there's nobody with MMA. There's a thing where, so if there's a big knockout, the crowd goes nuts. That's awesome. The crowd cheers and things are going great. But then there's also that part where people start booing because they're on the ground actually trying to submit each other because that's yeah. a part of MMA, but they don't want to see that. They want to see dudes box, but they don't want to watch Slug boxing. It out. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to watch boxing, but they want to see MMA guys box in the ring. Um, well, they don't want to see, they don't want to see, punching people for points they want to see you punching people for potential death we want blood yeah yeah um and so gladiator sport (laughs) they both are but one's a science and the other is like a science (laughs) the the sweet science yes yeah um whooping that ass (laughs) i have seen like a little bit of pushback and i agree with it where there is a bit of purity with the uh with spectating sports without the audience because you're just watching it you're just hearing the action it's like if you were actually just playing a game and you didn't have somebody in your ear talking while you're playing a video game and and with that like just watching the event um you get to see the uh when you get to see the people like the uh, the presenters and it's less awkward because they get to take their time. They're not trying to appeal to a mass audience. And so there's exactly. these awkward pauses. Um, these people are developers and businessmen. They're not um, stand-up comedians. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's probably why, uh, was it Ubisoft used to just get Aisha Tyler every time <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because they needed somebody with a little bit of charisma to get out on stage. Not, not to say that like your boy, was it phil spencer doesn't have charisma <laughs> and uh yeah, but it's just let them do what let them do what they were hired to do like they don't have to be personalities as well i definitely like this digital only presentation because not only do we just get straight to the meat and potatoes of what's going on but at the same token the presenters also have the opportunity to get their presentations right whereas if this was just a live show and they were on a stage like they're they're pausing for applause breaks or they're like awkward ones where they want people to be hype, but people are hype and then they're flubbing words and there's the timings off. And I don't know, it's, it's just not the right form. And I think that this, these most recent presentations have demonstrated that more than anything, because these are just tight, straight to the point, straight to the information, get in, get out. And yeah, people would like, kind of knocked the just the old form of presenting even though they said that they want that to come back i think it's a little um a little i guess like a little bit of sarcasm a little bit of tongue-in-cheek but uh people say they want wanted to come back because there i guess there is this idea of wanting to watch a train wreck so you're hoping to see those moments where nathan drake falls through the ground or the game doesn't start working like the way that it was intended like they're like all right let's play and then like the jeep just sits there um yeah but then you're not in it for the presentation so like yeah. all the stuff that people are looking to comp- they're looking for the stuff they want to complain about instead of just watching the presentation like, yeah oh, and, somebody, and- somebody's gonna be nervous look how nervous he is this is stupid <laughs> Yeah, and so they're they're looking at these presentation for anything but the games. And I like what this is, the focus is the games because yes, they are giving you what they want you to see the games, but that's also the in- intention in a live presentation. It's just sometimes they had they didn't have 
the most amount of time to set up a certain game for a presentation because they're going through multiple games and they want to do a live demo of the game. So that means that there's a little bit of stuff that has to go on while another trailer is going on. And you're hoping that everything just all lines up perfectly. And when it doesn't, then people try to use that as some type of justification that the game is going to be broken on launch when it really was just a setup issue, a production issue. So yeah, um, I, I, I like this. I like that it's clean. I like that it's more polished. Um, really, it started for me with the uh, with the Nintendo Directs, and it seems like everybody took note, and they're doing their own versions, and now they they're all finding their own voice in a way where it's. I'm looking more forward to state of plays now, and yeah, I I want I want to see this continued. We don't we don't necessarily like. I enjoy the spectacle of E3, but we don't need those moments. They can they can do it on their own time and do it right when they want to. Um, Absolutely. If I have anything else, any other questions? Uh, you know what? I do. We actually put in a good, a good amount of time on this. Uh, only thing I'll ask you, A Dub, just just to give people an idea of. Um, so uh, there's this idea of like, well, what is like 2020, 2021? Um, in your definition, what is a launch window? Before we get out of here, so we know exactly the, like what to expect. The first year from the release date. Exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of people want to speculate like, oh, well, launch window. They want to act like launch windows like for some reason within it's the first two, like three months of the game coming two out. Weeks. Of the console coming out. It's those two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so you got to have every game out possible. It uh, has to launch when the console launches or it's not a launch title. Yeah, and if you just do a comparison of the launch window of the PS5 versus the launch window of the PS4, it's almost no comparison because i'm just thinking about that first year and what was it like playing uh what is it mordor and uh was it it was like between at the end of the day it was between mordor and uh what is it a dragon fuck what was that bethesda game uh i'm gonna bethesda game oblivion not a uh, bethesda bioware bioware uh, oh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, it's basically Dragon Age Inquisition and Shadows of Mordor are like the two big games. Killzone, <laughs> Shadowfall. Window. Yeah. And, and so, Yeah, and so like if you look at that launch window in comparison to the PS5s, there's no comparison. So we're already off to a better start in what was already a great console generation that was the PS4. So I'm, I'm, I'm I look at it as like the ball is just rolling. There's not going to be any hiccups. There's been all the speculation like, oh, they're they're going back. Back to the PS3 era Sony it, that clearly seems like after this presentation it's clearly the PS4 but it's just the current Sony is just keeping it rolling <laughs> oh, they're getting arrogant yeah <laughs> I mean, maybe when we see the price they'll, they'll, they'll get arrogant <laughs> I mean don't don't get too yeah don't get too hyped up about the price We're not hearing some good news on there so you know don't want to spread speculation and rumors but my you money is my money is on this None of these consoles being under five hundred dollars. You're paying at least five bills. For this you stuff. might have to get a second job. <laughs> yeah, you might have you to. Might be have honored. to <laughs> you might have to do some ride share and some food delivery. <laughs> yeah, you might have to walk strange people's dogs for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, successful event. So successful that we didn't have to talk about No Man's Sky going cross-platform or mm. anything else that happened this week. We didn't have to talk about the lineup of games on the future game show. That was quite splendid, if you ask me. Mm. 
I think there's like a whole guerrilla indie game show that's been going on for a couple of days now with even more titles that you'll want to look forward to. Rockfish put out more information about Everspace 2. You should check that out because it's a great game. And what the hell are you doing with your life anyway? Yeah. All right, man. Uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? I, I ain't worried about nothing. Yeah, I need to talk about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the eight. See? And this is A Duh. We are controllers. Thanks for playing. Sucker. Sucker. Control issues!